Hello and welcome to the Relationship Breakthrough Show from Aligned With Love. I'm Matt. And I am Rebecca. This is the place for people to have a magical, loving, intimate relationship. Thanks for joining us now. Let's get started. When we come out of a long-term relationship, the idea of getting back out into meeting new people and dating can raise a whole range, range of emotions from excitement, anticipation to maybe also some overwhelm or anxiety. What are the key things to bear in mind when we start dating again after a long-term relationship? And what are the most common pitfalls that people miss? Today, we're going to be looking at how we can navigate this journey successfully and speaking to Alex Mellerbrook, who is co-founder and MD at Select Personal Introductions, a high-end matchmaking dating service for professional celebrities and entrepreneurs working across the UK and internationally. He has 25 years of experience and expertise in navigating the world of matchmaking, dating and relationships to help clients establish healthy relationships. He's an accredited international matchmaker. He's appeared extensively in the media, including on ITV, the BBC, Talk Radio, one of the UK's leading dating experts. So welcome to the show, Alex. Great to have you with us today. Thanks for having me, Matt. Great to be here. Okay, so what would you say, Alex, are some of the biggest challenges in the dating world in general at the moment? I think dating has changed so significantly um over the, the kind of two decades two decades and plus that i've been in the industry um so when people started using dating sites and um, obviously they were quite they were, they were quite honest with each other they they popped the details there they just got on with it then the dating apps came in it made it a little bit easier you had your phones and i think what's started to happen is people's perception of what they want from dating has actually changed. Some of that will come from social media. So you have that perfect image, which translate to people wanting that perfect person. We have that kind of throwaway attitude now. So, oh, if it doesn't work, we'll move on kind of thing. We'll swipe again. Um, and it's, it's, a, it's about what do people want now? So some people just, they literally do not want the ties of a relationship, but they will use dating sites, dating apps, and they will profess to want this, want that. And, and the problem is those people who are emotionally getting attached to them, it's mm. never, it's never going to go anywhere. So I, it, it, I think when you're, when you're approaching this from a point of view that you want to meet somebody for a relationship, you, you have to, you have to tread lightly. You have to tread carefully. You know, there are people who, who just want to date which is absolutely fine. But I think what you have to do is be honest, honest in what you want so that the other person's clear about it. And actually it's, it's a better dating experience for you. There are some people yeah. who are, they're very, the few very, very vulnerable about the whole process. Um, and mm. that is where that kind of self gratification comes in. They like the acknowledgement that people are interested in them. So, you know, Oh, you look great, a wink or, you know, a quick comment here. But when you try to tie them down to dating, they disappear. That's when you get that ghosted kind of effect. That's what they want. They want the adulation, which is fine. And again, that for some people, that is enough. And um, there, there are some people who will kind of put the details on the apps and then they go, oh, I'm, I'm dating now. And you go, well, what, what, what have you done? And they go, well, I put my profile on an app. Well, have you done anything with it? No. 
Oh, right. I see. So <laughs> it's like the waiting there, they're being quite passive, almost like waiting for something to happen. Really. Yeah, it's buying gym membership and never going. So it's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I go I to see the, yeah. I get it. <laughs> but, well, thanks for sharing that. It's really useful um, insight. I mean, in terms of like people, let's say the, that come out of a long term relationship and that I'm, I'm looking or at least open to having a proper relationship, I don't just want to be, you know, hooking up with people and, you know, which is, as you say, is fine for people want to do that. But let's say that I've got some kind of goal of having a proper relationship. Um, how do you then navigate that? Because you, what you're saying is that there's it's quite a crowded sort of field and some of the people in that field are not necessarily looking for the same thing that you might be looking for. How do you how do you work around that? I think I think the, the, the first thing that you, you have to do, especially if you've come out of a long term relationship, is just stop. Don't do anything. There are so many people who are going to advise you, oh, get back in there, get on the bike, or get on the horse, whatever you're doing, you're just falling off the time, go out there and date. Actually, that that can be quite detrimental to, to you, your kind of process, and actually how you date in the future. What you have to do is you have to reevaluate. I mean, I I probably find this more with my female clients than my male clients in the sense that when they come out of a relationship, especially if it's, if it's a long one, you enter that relationship as a couple. You're an individual, he was an individual, and you went through it and you change. And when you become mum, when you have a particular role at work, then you take all, all, all the roles at house, the house duties and things like that, and you suddenly become a different person. So 10, I mean, we evolve, don't we? We evolve every seven to 10 years. And once you've gone through, say, 10 years of a relationship, 20 years of a relationship, you are, you're naturally a different person. But you've also gone from we to me. So I always say the first thing you have to do is just step back and find out who you are. And it's really, really important because you need to reevaluate what are your music tastes now? They're very different to how you started the relationship. What do you like to eat? Where do you like to go? What do you like to do? What makes you laugh? What doesn't make you laugh? Because again, it's about a relationship is about compromise. It naturally is. Not yeah. over-compromising, but a natural compromise. I mean, one of the things I always recommend, um, and again, you know, something we, we've spoken about in the sense of in America now, there are some matchmakers who would turn around and say, actually, why don't you do a little bit of coaching before you go out and start looking for people? Because what a coach is going to do, and I know you'll do this in, in some of the work that you carry out, in the sense of it, it's allowing that person to think about what they want, what are the goals? And it's not it's not about just going, this was this was wrong in the relationship, so I want completely the opposite. Because actually there was a lot right with that relationship when you started. It's just obviously you might have evolved in different directions. There might have been something that's happened that's that's caused that animosity. But again, you have to reevaluate what went wrong with that relationship. And it's not about that person or me or another person. It's always about a we, you know, if something's broken down, there are two people in that relationship and you have to work out what is it that happened to that relationship so that you can try and learn from that. Because otherwise you're just going to jump straight in and get that cycle going again. So look at that. It's a really great point. Yeah, I, I completely see that, Alex, you know, how, how easily we can get into a similar looking pattern or challenge that we've had in the past. Is that something you've come across, Alex, you know, where people have maybe come out of a relationship with a certain challenge or problem that they maybe haven't quite got to grips with 
then yeah. they jump back into something new and then recreate something similar looking. Yeah, very much so. Or go, or go, or try to go in completely the opposite direction, which is never going to work for them. Uh, and again, what kind of relationship did they have? Was it quite a toxic relationship? Because of course, you bring all those preconceptions with you, and then you suddenly just drop them onto the next person. So that's that's why it is useful to to take that step back. I mean, you, you've probably seen this in some of the, the, the sessions that you've run where you've you've kind of discussed things with clients. I mean, from a matchmaking perspective, when we we match our clients up, they go out, they meet, and um, we always ask, you know, how's it gone? You know, what have you enjoyed? But the the, the feedback that we're taking is a is a two-way process. So we're going to get feedback about from him and we're going to get feedback from her. And what we're looking for in that feedback are patterns. Because sometimes what you find are as people meet individual people, those say they've met three individuals, those three individuals come back with exactly the same feedback that we can look at and go, right, hold on. This is something that is you, you keep repeating every time you meet somebody. And actually it's 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 blocking you from from going further. And that's and that's the key thing. That's really fascinating. Yeah. So you get to actually hear feedback from other people that they've met and then you can piece that together like a jigsaw really and say, well, what's really what's really going on here? That sounds yeah. really yeah. Uh, interesting, interesting approach. Um, I was curious, actually, Alex, um, I've, loved, I've got some other questions I'd like to go on to, but I'd love to hear, first of all, as well. How did you get into this kind of work? What was what what was your journey to get into this point to be so passionate about dating, relationships, matchmaking uh, yeah. yourself? It was actually my wife. She started with a national company um, nearly 30 years ago, and she was uh, working for them. And then we'd been working together. We got married, and then we just celebrated our 25th wedding anniversary. So it's kind of, it all ties in. And on our honeymoon, we kind of decided at that point, you know, this is fantastic. Wouldn't it be, a, wouldn't it be great if we, we could re recreate this for other clients? And when we came back off, my wife left the job and we started the agency up together, um, which, is, which is quite fascinating. So I, I've kind of it's married to the job, really, if that makes, makes sense. I've been working with my wife for nearly 30 years. So. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, I'll just ask a question on that. You know, what, what would you say? Because I'm sure there are other listeners where we've maybe got we're in a relationship, but also working together. And it's a slight diversion from what we're talking about today. But I'd love to hear you know, what you've learned from that and how you've navigated that effectively together as a couple? Uh, I would try never to mix work and your relationship. Always tr try to set the boundaries and they do get blurred. There's nothing you can do about it, especially in, in the industry that we work with in the sense of the timescales can go over it. It's not a nine to five job. Um, it's a very emotional job as well. And I know when I speak to, to people who are thinking of coming into the industry, the first thing I say is, are you sure you want to do this? Because it, emotionally, it is, it is, it's a triggered, you know, it's very draining. Um, and I think it's about giving each other a little bit of space so they have their own thought process. It's about setting those boundaries so that if you do go for a meal and you start to talk about work, you flag it. 
trying to turn your phone. I mean, you you do you work. I don't know whether you do do work. Yeah, we work together absolutely, Alex. Yeah. So with Rebecca, we we do something similar actually, just on that where we try to have boundaries, not only in time but also spaces in the house because we work and live in the same building. But well, we're lucky we've got quite a big house, so we've got like a two different living rooms, and one of them in one of them like work is just not on the agenda. You know, work cannot be talked about in that room, and the other one is more like a working space. So. Um, yeah, I think having boundaries in different ways and being clear, you know, this is us in work mode and this is us as a couple. But as you say, it's very difficult to be completely, um, what's the word, meticulous in keeping that boundary, you know. Um, but yeah, to the best of our ability, certainly to to do that definitely, definitely helps. Yeah, so and thanks I, for think, your, I think it's about how you, how you address those boundaries as well in the sense of you, you can't address them in a, an aggressive manner it's it, it sometimes it's i suppose it's it's almost that thing that sometimes i will i will get quite passionate about work and my wife will remind me really gently that sweetheart we've switched off it's not work time and i go yeah i'll save that i'll save that thought and you just it's it's hard it is hard and yeah. um, i know i was talking to um i was listening to paul brunson the other week uh, he was doing a presentation and even he was saying you 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 have to you have to work at it and it's i think it's been able to address sometimes some of the if you do find that there is a little bit of friction and you naturally find that in a relationship you're individuals you're going to get that but it's about finding why that is there because sometimes it isn't what you're talking about there are other elements to it and it's about trying to establish those trying to recognize those so that you can talk about and go yeah actually do not and then moving on and that's and that's yeah. That's right. Recognizing and moving on. That's right. And just an, another thought on that in terms of like how to manage that. I know we, we went on holiday a couple of months ago, and at the beginning, the first couple of days, we had to keep catching ourselves, saying, "Whoa, whoa, whoa hang on, we're on holiday <laughs> here. Let's yeah. park this." Yeah. But what we did, uh, Alex, we set up a list on our sort of system of our like brain dump, or like our holiday brain dump, and it's like, well, we're not going to resolve these now, but let's at least just make a note of them and park them. Brilliant. And that was quite helpful. That was a nice way just to diffuse them, really. Yeah, I really like that. I really like that. I, I know I uh, had a client who um, he ran quite a very, very well. He ran a very big company, and um, there were, he, when he went on holiday, he was divorced. Obviously, he took his son on holiday with him, and he found it really difficult to come back to the kind of <laughs> two weeks' work of emails and things. So what he did is is uh, he he made a promise to his son. He said, "I will take an hour." He got up early. He took an hour out of that day to get through some of the work. And then he, there was a cutoff point. And he said, the rest of the day was me and my son. And he said, it really helped. You know, it meant that he could get through that work, but also then commit to that time with his son. And if there's anything he couldn't deal with, he just passed it on to somebody else and they had to deal with it because he was on his break. I see. Makes Just sense. Me. I love that as well. Yeah, great, great advice there. And then, yeah, I mean, getting back to our dating um yeah. conversations or moving back if, if, if that's okay with you um i'd love to ask you um in one thing people will say like talk about time scales you know is it too and you touched on this already you know is this too soon you know have i really had a chance to digest this do you have any thoughts about how quickly could be too quickly versus what would be a good amount of time or does it depend it really depends I my my coaching is based on 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 science so there's been studies for about 30 40 years a very diverse kind of 
background of people that they've been studying. And it literally is down to how you have disconnected in that relationship. So if you find that client has disconnected very early on in that relationship and they try to keep it going, try to keep it going, and it hasn't worked, they are more likely to be open to moving on a lot quicker than people who have been connected. And even if they come out of that relationship, they go, I'm ready, yeah, let's go out. And they just crash and burn. And it's just, yeah, no, you've not disconnected yet. Because, of course, it, there is a grieving process that we have to go through. You know, it's, it's a loss. It's, it's somebody you have you know, you spent a long time with, you've invested in emotionally, and, you know, you've shared shared your opinions, innermost secrets, your thoughts, you're a very, very vulnerable stage. And and you have to kind of sort that out. And that goes back to, that's where sometimes going through that coaching process, speaking to people like yourself and Rebecca, to just work out where you're at really helps. And again, some people, I think when they're in relationships, they can turn around and say, oh, that's it. It's finished. It's, it's over. And actually it isn't. It's just, they just need, you know, I, before you do that again, I would, I would speak to yourself, Rebecca and go, right, let's talk this through before we kind of call it a day. Let's see what it is. Because sometimes actually just having somebody to talk about it from mm. a very, very neutral stance can make all the difference. I, I always say, um, when, when I talk to couples in the sense of, have you stopped dating in your relationship? You know, there are all these things that we do when we start dating and then we get into a relationship and we stop. We take things for granted and we take the other person for granted. So that's really, really easy to do. Um, and it, it's about trying to reignite that again. But it's really important. I would say... Really important. Important. I mean, yeah, I don't really know... Important point, Alex, and I mean, that, that crops up quite a lot with our clients. You know, many of our clients have been together a while. You know, they tend to be in committed relationships in a lot of cases, not not always. But um, I definitely resonate that point that, you know, they've lost the magic. They've just started getting very sort of domesticated almost in the day-to-day -day running of the house and paying the bills and this and that. What advice would you give to people where if they think that could be an issue for them, how could they start to get a bit more magic back into things? I would literally go through their thought process of what did they do when they first met you know i mean we talk about date night and people throw it around quite quite flippantly but actually it is really important and even even a situation where if you made your own way to a bar and i kind of met up at the bar i mean there was a, i can't remember there was a film with meg ryan and andy garcia and you could sit and they'd set the scene and it was kind of like they were chatting each other up at the bar and actually they were married but it's, it's 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 almost that process of try something you go somewhere different and you know surprises but again that's where i think that's where if you if you are able to have that little bit of time away from each other you bring that back in the relationship it gives you chance mm -hmm. to think about oh right i'm going to i'm going to surprise my husband i'm going to surprise my wife what shall i do i'll do that you're not if you're in the house you're not thinking about it. you think about the chores you think oh i need to do this such and such a body the kids need to be here you know they're rushing around it's it, it becomes blurred and it's about just stopping it's about refocusing a bit like if you find yourself outside that long-term relationship again it's about refocusing yourself re, re finding out where north is and then working from there uh, absolutely makes sense and yeah it can be um as i say we can forget some of those things can't we or lose sight yeah. of 
the things that we did at the beginning that made that gave us that feeling that feeling of you know feeling really appreciated and, and recognized that's really the important point i mean um, is there any advice that you've given to couples before now when they've when they've kind of really struggled kind of re trying to reconnect well i think one point you touched on i was just going to expand on alex is about spending time apart from each other I think that's really, really important. And it's not really in our culture. You know, our culture kind of pictures mum and dad at home with the kids and just spending the pretty much all their time together. And it's a bit, can be a bit surprising. It's almost counter, counterintuitive. That's like from my relationship to work, I need to, well, I need to go and spend the time on my own. What, a weekend away from the family? And that's going to help my relationship. It's, it doesn't really make sense when you first sort of think about it. But then when you really reevaluate it, you know, it's so important that there's this idea, I'm sure you touched on this as well, you know, around individuation you know like standing on our own it's almost like we need to have our own like personal space personal intimacy if you will in order to have a really effective intimacy with our partner so that yeah that's a really really important point and i know both myself and rebecca we do different events like men's events for myself rebecca goes on women's type events you know retreats and uh workshops seminars those kind of things and they can be really really creative you know we're just giving us different perspectives that if we just glued together we just don't get that and then eventually we lose a bit of the spark and the magic yeah so yeah well, I I, that's, I definitely... that's, that's how you enter the, the the relationship isn't it as that individual your own thought process your own values things so exactly and, and alex actually what you said alex about doing this work like when we come out of the relationship to make sure that we do individuate in a way that's another way of saying isn't it what you're just talking about where you know, we come out of the relationship and we might be feeling a bit needy or a bit down or a bit, you know, how could this person do this to me? And it's almost like we're not standing on our own feet properly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's I, like, can cause an issue, can't it? Yeah. I think the other key thing is, is to, I think if you have come out of a relationship is get a group of really people, a group of people that you really trust, whether it's family, friends. And I always say never, ever bring negativity into that process or even dating it's one of my pet hates is you know even if you're having bad service you struggle i no don't want to know you never bring negativity in because it will it will fester and it will build it just it just naturally does and it's it's their first impression of you and that's the key thing so that's something i always kind of go on about so it's such a great point alex i completely agree on on that and you know how easily our habits of speech can just get a bit negative or complainy yeah. you know and you know we talk about this in our work as well and some people when you say to them oh you know you, you know you don't don't bring out the negative stuff people sort of look at you like well what am I going to say then because kind of everything I say is negative so how is that going to work but it's such a an important point because it just becomes like a lose-lose for everyone doesn't it as soon as we start complaining or whinging or whining or this isn't good enough or this never works or these bloody immigrants or whatever it is we're complaining about it it just creates this negativity because you know the i mean the person either agrees with you and then we just get caught even more negativity or they disagree and then we have an argument so it just it's very difficult to kind of pull ourselves out of that if it gets too embedded so i, I love that that point alex yeah the, the negativity is so toxic you know I, I i guess that point covers you know whether you're in a relationship or dating or even just spending time on your own yeah. it's like trying to weed out that negativity isn't it yeah and i think people are people are drawn naturally drawn to positive people i mean i work with clients and i always i always try to make them think about the process of 
even if you met 20 people, unless you kind of use that thought process of, great, I'm meeting people, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of going in the right direction, take the pressure off yourself and give out that positivity, you draw people to you. You know, if you're looking for one person, you don't know how you're going to meet. I've, I've, I've heard some, <laughs> some really random, random ways people have met. And it's, I think if you can, if you can get that positive out there and, and give that vibe out there, it really, really helps in the dating process, no matter how you yeah, do it. Absolutely. And um, I'd love to hear, because I know you help people kind of going through this journey or enter into this journey and maybe they come along and I'm imagining some of our listeners today thinking, well, where do I start, Alex? You know, what, what do I need to be thinking about? What's the process here? Talk us through like some of the key steps, you know, and getting yourself ready for this sort of work. I think staying positive, just don't panic. Sometimes people panic when they go, oh my goodness, what do I do now? It, it, the next day will come, the next day will come, the next day will come. Take your time, go at a pace you're comfortable with, never go too quickly because I've seen it happen where some people, they kind of get into a relationship and they move so fast, they miss all the flags they, sh they should pick mm. up. Um, and they get to a point and they go, oh, this isn't the relationship I'm looking for. I've actually got this far. What do I do now? So take your time, be positive, um, reevaluate, and then think about what's important to you in a relationship. You know, these these are deal breakers. Um, I I remember speaking to a lady who we were talking about this, and I said, "Give me give me some of your deal breakers." And she she fed this list off, and I literally looked at it and I said, "You do realize there is nothing in it's all materialistic things. There's nothing in there that's emotive or or any kind of moral moralistic." And she's like, oh my goodness. I said, who is this? And she went, that's my ex. That's my, I've just described my ex-husband. So it is interesting. It's this, and that's why I go back to that coaching process of sometimes the thought process we have of moving forward is actually, is wrong. You know, we've dragged the past with us and actually we're heading in the wrong direction. So, you know, reassess, look at what's important. Um, some people will highlight certain things as important, whether it's height, location, children, and they will miss out the fact that actually, if I connect with that person and we get on really well, is that a big issue? Is it? For some people it will be, and that's absolutely fine. For some people, actually, it's not as big an issue as I thought. It's like when you look at anything in life. Would you say it's a balance? I mean, a lot of people talk about like getting quite clear on your criteria and being clear on, you know, this is what I want versus this is what I don't want. But how do you strike that balance, Alex, between saying, well, you know, this this genuinely is a showstopper and maybe just overdoing it a bit and throwing a few things in there that, as you say, if you really looked at them, they may not be that big a deal if the person has these other qualities that you really like. And I think the term that you used, Matt, Matt was beautiful in the sense that Whenever I interview any clients and they give me a list of what they're looking for, I said, right, fantastic. That's what you want. Now, what I want to find out is what you need. And that's the difference. So when people bring that list of, I want this, I want this, I want this, we aren't, we aren't white goods, you know? We're not washing machines. We're not a fridge freezer. We're all individuals. We come with so many different variants. And that's the key thing. What does that person bring to your life and you 
if you, the amount of people that tell me I'll know in the first 10 minutes, um, normally I'm speaking to them again in about five years and they're still telling me I'll know in the first 10 minutes and they're still single. single. It's about yeah. exploring each individual person. Everybody, we're like, we're like layers of onion, onions, you know, layers, and you have to peel those layers back. You, you have to give yourself chance to get to know the person and let them get to know you and then work out, does that balance for me? You know, I see. we all have uh, elements that you might think, actually, that I'm not so keen on that. I'm not so keen on that element, that personal trait, that that value. But actually, with a balance of something else, maybe some other traits, maybe some about morals, how they make you feel, how they make you feel secure, their affirmations. Actually, that's a really good balance. I you see. Know? Yeah, I see. So looking at everything in in the round, I guess what you're, what I'm hearing, Alex, is like giving people chance, you know, to really get to know them a bit beyond maybe some initial superficial things that maybe don't seem quite right, but maybe there is something that you can build um, within there. Yeah, um, I just. I was going to ask Alex as well with your you mentioned right at the beginning about like this issue about like the swiping culture and just the abundance of opportunities I guess in dating versus I guess quality versus quantity was the qu expression that kind of came to my mind and it sounds that your work Alex is much more towards the quality end of saying well you know we're not going to give you a hundred different people but the one one or two that we give you are going to be matched and it's going to be you're going to have a much better chance of building something with them is that is that fair to say? It is. And the interesting thing is you think there are opportunities when you use the dating sites, the dating apps, but actually when you start to go into it a little bit deeper, they're on. You know, it's 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 that process of there is so much choice, actually you don't make a decision. You can't make a decision. Yeah. Um, and I can't remember the psychological term for that, the psychology term for that, but there is a terminology where there's so much there you don't make a decision on what you want. And also it, it's it's actually not what you're looking for, some of it or a lot of it. Mm. You know, as we yeah. go back to looking at somebody just wants to date or somebody wants self-gratification, you have people who are, you know, if I use the term Tinder, Tinder swindler, you've, you've kind of got that, those kind of people who've got the AI yeah. box. You've, you've got so many different, in there are pockets of people who, I've, who have literally gone in and go, I'm looking for a relationship. How do yeah. I find this? And it's about steering through that and how people I see how people express their interest in things. Mm, you know? I what, guess it makes sense. Certain images, thinking that's what they do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. It's um, yeah, I can imagine it's really um, a challenge to to navigate through so many different variables and so many people. There's actually a book. I don't know if this is the one you were thinking of. It's called The Paradox of Choice, where yes. it sort of talks about. Um, how when you've got beyond a certain number of choices it's actually quite paralyzing it's almost like in the supermarket you know you go to their infusion section infusion section and there's like a billion different things and you just find out well what do i what, what do i get here yeah. um so i guess it could be similar with dating where there's just so many people out there sort of messaging and it i guess your head is spinning by the end of it and you don't know what to do yeah and it, again i think the with the pandemic that was that was extremely relevant in in the sense that people were stuck in the houses and and guys i think guys fell into this more than the, the ladies did in the sense of they just they almost gamified it and talk about gamifying it in, in the office uh in the sense that they just sat there and they thought yeah no yeah 
and they swipe so many times that the kind of hit rate from going from the swipe to the conversion of communicating with somebody was extremely low uh, based on data that somebody that, 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 that there were two universities that analyzed data from I think it was it was either Tinder or Match and um, yeah it was really compared to the ladies who would take the time they'd look mm -hmm. at the photographs but then they'd read the bio guys didn't read the bio they just I see so it's like a quick exercise uh, short and sharp I, I get it yeah. Um, it's actually the next thing I wanted to ask you about, Alex, because I, I know you work with both men and women, but just to focus in on men for a few minutes, I'd love to hear your thoughts of what you see as the biggest challenges in the way that we men like show up in dating or how, you know, we can run into trouble. What, what, what do you think, Alex? I think one of the hardest things that guys struggle with is our communication skills. We are, we are, pretty bad at communicating a lot of us some of some are great and that's absolutely fine um the advice i always give to guys is the conversation that you have on that first two or three i, I hate to use the word date because it's like i always I consider it like a, using the exam with kids it's like it's kind of, it kind of just throws throws the tension in there so if i say meet that's that's probably easier but the first few times that you meet you should be listening. We guys sometimes go with this list of questions, so that they're, they're randomly throwing questions in, or they'll talk too much about themselves, and you get a full right. kind of monologue of of kind okay. of their past. Uh, but I think guys also have to remember whatever they say is is going to reverberate in the sense of if you sit there and tell this new person this new partner you're you're trying to date how bad your ex was well guess what that person could you could marry them and get then then you could divorce them and they'll be the ex and they'll be the next person you're talking about right. so they will consider how you talk about somebody so i always i always say keep the conversation about past relationships brief um. and never never over um divulge information never over kind of give um yes ladies will ask a question and we're very literal guys are really really literal so we'll try and answer those kind of questions and it's just a i think it's a default mechanism we have and it's it's about listening to the conversation and having a conversation around what you're talking about and also asking questions I see. Asking questions, that sounds a really great yeah. starting point, doesn't it? To rather be interested, rather than trying to be interesting, try and be interested in other people. I guess that that's going to go go some way there. Yeah. Um, that's really, really interesting. Um, and you mentioned there about like red flags or different flags. That you, I know you, you, met, you sort of referred to some different coloured flags there as well. I'd, I'd love to hear like what your thoughts are on like the most common flags, red flags or whatever colour that you know people maybe overlook yeah i think these these can come out as you start to meet um i i always say try not to to raise too many flags allow that conversation to flow because what you get in the first time that you meet over next over the first few dates that you have are nerves so from a lady's perspective sometimes they will go into a default mode of maybe how they deal with things at work so whether they are very efficient, sometimes you'll get like a job interview, or if they're a therapist or a counsellor, 
they sit back ask a question sit back and let the other person talk so never never think um about the first few dates as too harsh it's about how how that that kind of those that kind of a relationship evolves so it's about looking at how they talk to you it's about how they talk to other people as well so if you're going out for a meal or you're going out for a drink how how do they um communicate with the waiter how do they communicate with the person at the cinema or the theater mm. these, these are really good indicators because sometimes if you're if you're thinking because again you're looking at people from a point of view of what the morals like what are their values what are their goal goal settings um if that doesn't work for you these are flags that you really need to pay attention to especially if they're communicating with people and you don't like the way it's a little bit toxic because that will probably come into the relationship at some point yeah that's a yeah. good point like, so what i'm hearing there is it's something around values isn't it you're what you're seeing there is there's something in this other person's values like maybe around the way they treat other people the way they think about other people or maybe look down on other people that is telling you something which could then affect the relationship later is that is that right yeah it's, it's it, very very much so very much so. because that's if you think about it that's what that's what builds your relationship you know and if if they react in a particular way at the first first kind of couple of meetings i i say okay we'll use it as a pink flag because that could be just um nerves the way we react we, we, we're trying to impress because sometimes that does dissipate as you start to go into that relationship if it keeps repeating or being repeated then that is becoming a red a red flag if it were um and it's yeah. something you, you you know it goes back to evaluating what you're looking for you know the these traits and these values these should be at the top of your list they're really really important because you know you, you might find somebody very attractive you you might find you might really enjoy meeting this person getting on but that could be just a friendship you're looking for somebody that you want to spend a lot of time with 24 7 maybe the rest of your life with yeah. there's a lot more to that than just you know we get we're changing looks as i said we evolve yes you have to be attracted to that but sometimes that attraction comes out of yeah you like the look of them but actually i like the way they are i like the personality and i think ladies are probably more forgiving in in the looks department than guys are uh you look at some, certain celebrities um uh, who have very attractive ladies but obviously the guys have a certain personality whether i mean vic reeves that's a that's a great a great analogy um here's a he's an ex-model as a wife um but you can see that they have fun whenever they're together they're enjoying each other's company and this, this is really really important these are one of the one of the aspects of that it does, he just makes her laugh and you can see that's yeah. how that relationship has become so strong i see that's a great example so they've got this that thing that bonds them uh bonds them together that makes spending time together really fun not just for like one or two days when they you know have this attraction and buzz but actually in the long term yeah. um i heard um another writer um there's this expression I, I, that stuck in my mind uh alex and he said something like you know can you imagine yourself sharing ten thousand meals with this person <laughs> yeah it's really about like that it's like yeah, what sort of rapport or common interests or common values do you need to have to feel comfortable spending that much time and feeling good and enjoying it? 
yeah, that's quite a nice way of looking at it. Yeah, I like that. I like that. And again, that goes back to um, something I talk about with clients as well in, in, in what we call the t- 12 date rule. Um, yeah, what's that and all about? I, and I was, <laughs> I was telling a lady, she was, she was a 30 year old, and I told her this, and she was like, oh my goodness, really? I went, yeah. And, and what it's about is about not having intimacy for the first 12 dates. Now, the dates can be face-to-face. Obviously, I think you need to meet face-to-face initially. But once you start to communicate with each other, if it's longer than like 20 minutes, so if it's FaceTime, physical mm-hmm. dates, it's about learning about each other. It's about building that up. I think if you get too intimate too quickly, what happens is there are triggers in your body that will literally, you will miss every single flag that will raise its head because you are driven by the euphoria of having this physical intimacy with this new person and once yes. that can and that's and that comes down to sometimes that you know when you invest too fast in a relationship and it moves along too quickly you mm-hmm. kind of get to a point where that adrenaline the dopamine it all kind of um, drops and that's when you actually see that person for who they are I yeah see. and that's when you start yeah. to evaluate you know what do they have to offer how do we connect? Okay. So it's like giving yourself time to really make sure that there is something solid there rather than just a a reaction, attraction, something that's quite powerful, but not necessarily a great foundation for a long-term connection. I, I really like that, Alex. And I know we've met like lots of our clients where, you know, it's come out through the conversation that at the beginning, the things sort of took a bit of a, a life of their own. You know, things got out of hand quite quickly. Um, one example springs to mind is where the two people have met in a nightclub situation i think he'd been the dj she'd been at the nightclub you know they'd obviously had this attraction and thing one thing led to another and you know before you know she's pregnant and they're sort of trying to pick up the pieces and build a life together but then also realizing that they don't have much in common it's not an easy journey yeah. you know and it's like that that initial spark even though it had been very strong had not really given them a good starting point for their relationship so yeah. it's worth I like the 12 day idea of yeah, actually giving time to really get to know someone before bringing the intimacy into the equation. Yeah. You, I, I love that. You, um, you that can approach. build those. I think it allows you to build those connections up. And then do I, do I want to, yeah, is that still there? Is that connection still there? Is that attraction, that, that kind of feel for that, that, that kind of intimacy there? Absolutely. Fantastic. Well, Look, I really enjoyed this conversation, Alex. How can people like get in touch with you or find out more about, about your work? Um, literally, the company is called Select Personal Introductions. Um, our website is called selectservices.co.uk. Um, it, we, did, we had it for 25 years. It was easier to type than Select Personal Introductions. So that's why we have that domain name. Um, also, you can find us on Instagram. Uh, use at Select Personal Introductions, Facebook. Um, we're on Twitter linkedin as well um so you can reach out to us call us um again we i think initially when anybody inquires we like to have a conversation with that person so we have a quick discovery call completely free and it's just trying to learn where where they've come from and what they're looking for because sometimes what we do isn't going to be right for them and it's about establishing that so that they can they can go away have a think about it because what we do is is not for everybody um and it and some people aren't looking for that that relationship you know the key thing that we're always trying to find is are you looking for that relationship because our clients are 
so that when we introduce people, they've been interviewed, they've been ID, they've been checked, they've been vetted, they are wanting that relationship so that everybody's heading in the right direction. Mm. It's then about how do the two people connect? I see. So you get, get some of the foundations in place and then they can have the conversation and just see how it runs from, from there. So, sounds great, Alex. Give them that guidance too. Yeah, I really enjoyed the conversation. And we'll also include, Alex, the uh, the website details in the show notes. So if anyone missed it from what Alex said, have a look in the show notes so you'll get that. Um, but yeah, I mean, any final thoughts you want to leave people with? Any final um, things you wanted to share? Um, I think it goes back to that. Be true to yourself. Be positive. Decide what you want and stick to it. But don't don't try to pick the materialistic or the the kind of physical aspects of certain things because that doesn't always make a good relationship look at the look at what you want from that relationship what's important to you from that relationship you know as we were saying the morals the values how they make you feel because that is what is going to keep you two together and that's the key thing i always call i call them what we call speed bumps of life the pandemic was a very, very big speed bump, but there were a lot of couples that that speed bait came and they just parted straight away. Some people were left standing yeah. going, what happened? And it's about, it is about compromise. Take your time, enjoy, be positive, and don't be afraid. Be, you're going to have to be vulnerable. You, you're going out, you're dating. There are going to be people who like you who don't like you. There are going to be people you like and you don't like. It's just part and parcel of what you're about to do. Take your time. Enjoy it. Okay, that's all for today. Thanks again for joining us. And please remember to subscribe and to leave us a review. Who could you share this episode with that needs to hear this message? Share this episode and remember that the quality of your relationship determines the quality of your life. See you on the next episode.